uh, it's going to be about natural disasters, unnatural disasters. Um, not like a comprehensive history lesson necessarily. I'm sure there's better sources, but uh, disasters throughout history. Yeah, prehistoric and current. That's right, and everything in between. Yep, all drawn from this amazing Reader's Digest book called <laughs> Great Disasters. Yes. Not just good ones. Circa 1989. <laughs> so when we say current. <laughs> yeah, current by. We, we hit a certain point, and then we stop. <laughs> cure current by human standards. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm, uh, my name is Peter Zakar. Hi, Peter. Uh, hi. Uh, <clears throat> basically, we're both, well, we're both local musicians. Uh I drum in a few bands for Lee. I basically try to keep up with his music. Yeah. Uh, I also have a studio that we're sitting in right now. That's right. It's called uh, The Nest. Yep. It might be uh, considered overeducated by some. Um, but it uh, turns out I love disasters. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you love disasters so much? Why do I love disasters so much? Uh, actually, we, we talked about this a bit before when it was about like my music tastes. And uh, I... I find like, so I recently had a kid like a year ago. That's right. And I find like the more, the happier I get in my home life, the more I seek <laughs> out like the most <laughs> fucked up music I can find. Yes. And that's kind of spilled over into other things. Like in the past year of my son being born, I've gotten super into like cults and not being a member. <laughs> being <but> in cults. <laughs> yeah. Your son's got a bright future. Yeah, I'm in the Order of the Solar, Solar Temple now. We're starting it up again. Nice. nice. No, but I've just gotten into like darker music and darker things. And this is kind of an extension where like I just, uh, I find, I'm kind of interested in the extremes of the human condition. Um, sure. I, my, one of my favorite books that I read last year was called The Indifferent Stars Above. It's about the Donner Party. I've told you about it yep. at length. <laughs> and it's just like, it's not, it's, not from like a, it's not from like a disaster porn or like a watching these people suffer, but it's kind of, it's, it's cool to read about people that go through these extreme situations and seeing what they can actually endure. Yes, um, Not to mention like the reason that I got interested in this kind of uh, disaster is because these kinds of disasters in large part shape history. Like as we'll hear today yes. in this story, yes, you basically so. have like everything is going fantastic <laughs> until the shit hits the fan and everything about how people are living their lives changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and change so. is the mother of invention. <laughs> so they say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so who are you? Uh, my name's Lee. Uh, I also play uh, music around town here in Ottawa. Uh, a couple of bands with Peter. And um, what can I say? I, I work at a hospital. I order food. And uh, I'm excited to talk about disasters and what would be the appeal. I guess it's kind of the, um, <clears throat> I mean, the first and foremost, it's the sort of morbid curiosity aspect of it, uh, the, the sort of darker side of things, like you said, uh, which I've been, I mean, I guess since high school when I started listening to weird music and, uh, and whatnot, I've sort of gravitated towards the seedy underbelly of uh, life. <laughs> but uh, also, I mean, I was thinking about it, like leading up to this, this podcast, like, okay, so what, what is the appeal? But I, I'm also, I mean, I, I don't have a great knowledge of history, but I'm interested in history. Uh, and specifically, it, it's interesting to look at these events 
from a historical point of view, going like point for point, like this led to this, and this led to this, and kaboom. Uh, but oh, I'm, boy, let me tell you, we got some of that today. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, but I, I, I can't help but sort of uh, try to get into the mindset of what it would have been like to been part of that and sort of experience the day by day. Could you see these things coming? Could you have done anything to prevent it? And then I, that snowballs into trying to even relate to someone living that long ago like it seemed and it just it just goes from there yeah man well you've you came to the right place (laughs) because today's story is uh it's got a little bit of all of that great let me tell you right i'm glad i came (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and i guess i should also mention that uh basically i did all the reading and all the learning and you're here to be educated yes so you peter is a is a pretty smart guy well on paper I, I, I put, I've moved boxes around for a living. So he's going to talk to me. <laughs> and we'll see what I have to say. But that's uh, the gist of this show, I guess. Yeah. You'll be relating these tales to me. Excellent. And we'll... And today's tale... Mm, what, do we, the... what do we got in store? Well, today, today we're going all the way back to where it all started. Hey, do you like democracy and philosophy and architecture? Those are my favorite things. Great, because we're going back to where it all started in ancient Greece, specifically hey. Athens. Nice. Today we're talking about the plague of Athens. Dear me. Yeah. That so this, so we're, we're talking 430 BC. Okay. So this is before. You know how we're in 2018, right? 2019, right now. That's right. That started at zero. We're before zero. We're, be- we're pre-zero. We're 430 years before zero. Imagine. This is what always gets me when it. Think about like ancient history mm. and, and really any kind of history, but like 430 BC. Yeah. We're in like 2019. So when you look on the scale, you're like, uh, 400 years, it's not that big. But then when you sit and think about it, like at this point, I've been around for 36 years. Yes. I've gone from rotary phones to smartphones. <laughs> yeah. That's like 30 years, right? Yeah. And yeah. I know that it always wasn't in that pace, but like here we're talking about like 400 years before the current era started. <laughs> yeah. So that always gets me. Yeah. It's, uh, like I said, yeah, it's, it, it is almost impossible to wrap your mind around, mm-hmm. especially for lay people like ourselves. Well, anyway. Well, let's really, see. Let's see if I we think, can. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. we're going to start by talking about Pericles. So Pericles, this is a person. I, I was going to say, <laughs> should I say who is that or where is that? <laughs> I can see the confusion on their face. What sort of thing is that? Well, to be honest, like when I was reading the text, it's like it started talking about like Periclean Athens. And I'm mm. like, that's not, those aren't words. No. Just, it's just gobbledygook. Just going to go to the next one. <laughs> no, it's all anyway. Greek to me. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that. All right. <clears throat> it's getting cut. <clears throat> so Pericles, he was a general and an orator and a statesman. He was basically like... Uh, I guess I didn't really do too much. I should also mention we didn't go too much beyond the text of what's in the book because, like I said, we're not doing like a deep dive into every facet. I'm just trying to tell the whole story. So basically, Pericles, janitor, orator, statesman, like he's kind of like a, maybe like a president kind of equivalent sort of thing. They didn't necessarily have that. But uh, he basically oversaw the golden age of Athens. So around this time... Like we're talking uh, like democratic government 
is created. Uh, the architecture, uh, like the Acropolis, is built in okay. Greece. Okay. Uh, like Socrates is writing at this point. Like this is. I don't know if you ever played like Civilization Five or Six. Do you ever played like the Civ games? No, never. Anyway, every, you'll get every now and then you get like this little ding, and it's a golden age, and that's when like the money's coming in, and the <laughs> science is happening, and the okay. philosophy's happening, and so like good it's, things are happening. It's for a Greece time right of now. plenty. Yeah. So they've that that tells me like they've gotten to a point where. They have so few worries just on a basic level that they can start to get into philosophy, democracy. Yeah. Like, like it, it, it does indeed help society, but, you know, typically your day by day is don't die. That's And funny you should mention that because <laughs> now we're going to get into something uh, called the Peloponnesian War. So right around 431 BC, and here's something that I, like, I still stumble on even though it feels like such a basic concept, but like... Obviously, before zero, the years go backwards. Yes. So 300 BC is more recent than 400 BC. That's right. So just keep that in mind because <laughs> I always read it and I'm like, but wait, that's earlier. That trips no, me no, that's later. So 431 BC, right? Athens and most of Greece basically start infighting. And okay. this will come up again, but it's what's I also find fascinating reading this and just like being interested, like listening to some other history podcasts, um, is that. The era that we live in now, even though we hear about war a lot because of, you know, the 24-hour news cycle, sure. like it's a fairly, on historical standards, conflict-free time. Like Absolutely. There's, there's fighting going on, but yeah. it's not like, oh, in my lifetime, I'm probably going to die because I'll be stabbed by a sword. Not like I'm going to live of old age, like die of old age. Right, right. I'm just going to die in a conflict. I will probably die life. in a conflict. Yeah. So... Basically, they start infighting, but this is like, yeah, it's a Tuesday kind of thing. So 431, <laughs> they start infighting. Uh, and the big conflict at this point, we're talking democratic Athens. Yeah. Uh, and they have like a sea-based confederacy, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But they're like a largely sea-based power. Right. Versus Sparta and its Peloponnesian allies. So Peloponnesus is like a peninsula in southern Greece. Okay. Where there's like Sparta and all the surrounding area, that's like their allies. Right. And they're like a strong ground-based force. Okay. So Pericles' strategy, he's leading all this because he's the dude in charge. So he knows that Athens is basically invincible on sea. Like in the right. same way that later on in like the early, uh, early 1900s, Britain's like the sea power. And it's like, well, don't bother because Britain's just going to mess you up. Right. <laughs> Athens is like, we got this. Yes. Like they, got the, they got the sea on lock. We're seafaring folk. <clears throat> exactly. Can't mess with them. So then <clears throat> they knew that they'd, that they'd lose to Sparta on land. And like, I know right. we're starting with a history lesson, but it gets to, you'll see why all the pieces fit together. We're funneling to why this is such a crappy situation and very plague prone. <laughs> it's just pathetic that I'm relating all this to Game of Thrones in my head. Like, this is where Game of Thrones comes okay, from. Okay, so they're like the Ironborn. They absolutely, <laughs> kind of. Athens, Athens is kind of like the Ironborn. Right. And like the way Probably that this. Probably nicer, but, well, maybe not. Well, depends. <laughs> yeah. No one was nice back then. No. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so basically, um, they knew that Athens, they knew that they'd lose to Sparta if like they just met them on. Right. We've all seen 300. Like I the, never saw that movie. You've never saw 300. I never saw that movie. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, most of the population has seen 300. I, I think I get the gist of it. It's the Spartans small were small army, yeah, and then like, kicks them in the hole. Maybe maybe we'll talk about that's not really a disaster, but that's history. Maybe we'll talk about the gates of hell and what the Spartans did there at some right. point. But basically, like three hundred of them held off like legions and legions of enemies. Don't go up against Sparta on land. 
and that's what Athens Can't do it. Athens like we got all these ships. So it's basically a bit of a stalemate here. Yeah, yeah. So that they're just so anyway, you've got Athens sea bearing, Sparta land, don't fight Sparta. Okay. Um, and here's actually something that's interesting. So the way that uh, Athens basically arranges itself to get to the sea, it's it's down, basically like right down this corridor towards a city called uh, Piraeus. And what they have set up there is basically a six and a half kilometer long stretch of city walls that connect the two, like Piraeus and Athens. Okay. Uh, and they're just like giant city walls are about 107 meters with water going wide. between them? No, it's just land. Okay. So okay. basically so they can protect passage from Athens to Piraeus, get to the ships, and then yeah, okay. sail away. Um, so during the fighting season, <laughs> and this is another thing that, you know, I mentioned, like, the constant conflict in history. Like, yeah. there's just a season that you fight because you know that it's better in the that's, spring and summer. That's what needs to do. Yeah, exactly. It's okay, like, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to go up there in winter. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a constant of life that it's, you've got like, yeah, you know, it's the fighting season. Uh-huh. So don't make any plans because right. you'll be fighting. you'll be fighting and yeah. probably dying. So what the plan was and what ended up happening is that Pericles had basically let Sparta and the Peloponnesians take the country sound around Athens. And what they would do with all the villagers and the farmers that lived in the countryside is that they would move them into the city walls, like okay. along this corridor and just have them all concentrated inside Athens and Piraeus. Okay. So you're probably already, that's like ingredient number one. You don't need too many ingredients for a plague. For a plague. But one of them is massive population right, density. Right. <laughs> so Check. you're basically one. moving, like I think... Uh, the region around Athens was called, maybe it still is, but it was called Attica. And right. uh, basically they moved everyone that lived there within the city. Okay. And we're talking like people just jam-packed the city. Hey, it's Athens. Um, what could possibly go wrong? Everything, <laughs> everything's great. Yeah, don't read the title of this podcast. And <laughs> yeah. Everything works out great. awesome. So basically the overall strategy is that Athens is going to bide, it ti- bide its time. Because they've got these walls. Sparta's not going to make it inside. Yeah. And they're just going to take their boats and hammer uh, Peloponnesus, uh, like the coastline with the navy, until Sparta submits, essentially. So, like, we can wait this out, which maybe in theory they could have. Um, but we'll we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs> first season of the conflict goes according to plan. Population moves inside the walls. Um, but, like, already you get some inklings, like... Pe- People are ass to ankles. Right. Like there's some people live in houses with their Athenian relatives and the rest are in tents and open sky hmm. um, in the city and in that like big long corridor. Right. So like already like jam packed. Jeez. Like think of uh, like you, you go you go to a concert and you're like, you know, shoulder to shoulder oh, with okay. someone. They're in a mosh like, pit. It's, it's yeah. Like it's, you know, you maybe have enough room to lay down they're, and like they're walk around. Fest. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're Ottawa people. That's not fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Blues Fest when the Food Fighters are playing. Yeah, great. Probably. <laughs> um, Except so, some guy in a toga yammering about. Whatever. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and they're all speaking Greece, so you don't know what's going yeah. on. Um, so that go, but that goes fine. Like Sparta comes, they devastate the countryside. Everyone's safe. They leave, and then everybody goes back and rebuilds everything. So what exactly were they fighting over? Just they typical just do shit, this, basically. Just like I guess trying to get more, get more. Like I imagine, like 
Athens is uh, Athens and Attica, probably very prosperous area. So right. Sparta's like, yeah, give me some of that. Trying to get some. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, basically mm. to become the dominant power, I sure. imagine. Like that's that's the way you did it. Exactly. All right. Um, so that was 431. 430, we get to the second season of war. Um, so this is kind of, there's another thing that kind of is funny. So like everybody went back to their houses, rebuilt everything that had been burned to the ground by the Spartans. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, well, next season of war. So they go inside the city walls. <laughs> Spartans come back. They start destroying everything again. And again, this is just like, you know, life in Greece. That's the way she goes. <laughs> it's just like, like a Monty Python sketch. Or yeah, something. seriously. Like nowadays, we were talking about it on the way here. Like now, the issue it's the same way as just like, oh man, somebody cut me off on the highway. Yeah. Whereas, like at this point, it's like, ah, oh, someone burned my farm to right. the ground. <laughs> oh, my brother died. Yeah. Oh uh, well. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'll probably die tomorrow. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Pericles is getting set out, getting ready to set out um, on the sea again to go ravage the coastline of Peripenesus. Um, but classic Sparta, like right as he <laughs> right as he gets on the boats and he's sailing away and he's like disappearing over the horizon, people start getting sick. Uh oh, which is which is not not great. No. So let's talk about the plague itself. Okay. Source is still kind of unclear. Like, mm-hmm. well, obviously, like this is. 2,000, almost 3,000 years ago. Right. Not going to get a lot of clarity on this, but it probably originated in Ethiopia. Okay. Moved, I guess they kind of divine this through like common shipping routes at the time, maybe. Moved through Egypt, then Libya, then Persia, and then ended up in Greece. So it's just, you know. Long um, boat rides. Yeah. But I guess like the first cases (laughs) showed up in. Yeah. Well, exactly. Crowded boats. Right. Look at that. Just play crowds. People sick as dogs. Anyway. I think. I think the take home message of this podcast is stay away from crowds. Stay away from crowds. Stay away from people. Basically, just keep your distance. Yeah, <laughs> we're sitting like opposite ends of the room. It's right. So like, <laughs> I, I can barely see. <laughs> so first, first cases appeared in Piraeus, uh, which is that port town that they're connected to. Right. Right. Um, and then it's like you got a couple, kit, like one or two people, like coughing a little bit, and then it spreads like, like wildfire. Okay. Because everybody's. Fucking ass to ankles in Athens. Like, you know, somebody coughs and you got like one person sick and now you got five people sick and now you got like 20 people sick. It just like spreads. And here I've actually got a bunch of quotes from a historian. His name was Thucydides. Mm. A historian of the time. Yeah, I thought I'd give him a little shout out. Oh, yeah. Seems like he could probably use the bump. He could use the bump, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to, I'll probably just go through all these and maybe we'll cut some of them, but they're all pretty. Yeah, here we go. Okay. So, people in perfect health suddenly began to have burning feelings in the head. Hmm. Their eyes became red and inflamed. Inside their mouths was a bleeding from the throat and tongue, and the breath became unnatural and unpleasant. Which I kind <laughs> which, of find hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't smell like the usual <laughs> brand of horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually terrible. <laughs> that, but also the fact that like he goes through all this stuff. Like, yeah, they're they're bleeding from the mouth and they're like oozing from the tongue. Also, their breath doesn't also smell breath, great. Pu. Really? Where did? I wonder where that came from. Yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> the next symptoms were sneezing and hoarseness of voice, and before long, the pain settled on the chest and was accompanied by coughing. Okay. 
Keeping in mind, <laughs> phase one was the mouth bleeding, yeah. and now we're sneezing. <laughs> and now we're into the common cold, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, accompanied like, with... Couldn't it, couldn't it have gone the other way around? Like, let's get the sneezing out of the way, yeah. and then start bleeding into the mouth. <laughs> That's strange. Now we've, I'm just picturing, like, sprays of blood everywhere, Projectile, basically. yeah, yeah. Which, like, how do you spread a plague? Just well, blood. Just sneezing blood everywhere. Sneezing blood everywhere, yeah. <laughs> blood mucus. Next, there's more. Next, the stomach was affected by aches and with vomitings Great. of every kind of bile that has been given a name by the medical profession. <laughs> <laughs> How many is that? <laughs> well, I'll get into that, actually. I have a little sidebar about oh, medicine nice. at the time. A little bile bar? <laughs> yeah. Great. And then uh, here's another one. All of this being accompanied by great pain and difficulty. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really? You, you don't so, say. So... <laughs> Aches and vomitings are kind of a kind of a pain. That's yeah, that's some do it. difficulty. Right? <laughs> uh, I feel like I feel like we're not we're not laughing at these people. Is just coming around the corner. <laughs> I should clarify, even though it's three thousand years on, I'm not laughing at the we're people going through this. People, it's it's just, just the way that it's written. <laughs> like <laughs> the way that it's written is kind of absurd. It's not funny, but it, no. it it's insane. <clears throat> yeah, 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 exactly. And it's just the idea that you're so fucked. Yeah, like, uh, and again, I'll, ta- right I'll talk from about the, outset. the I'll I mean, talk about like the medicine at the time, but like just thinking about the fact that like this is at a time where like you get the plague and it's like, well, that's it. That's that. That's it for that region. Yeah, I wish we knew about something called penicillin. Mm. Maybe we should give it another <laughs> century. Leave couple the bread out. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> nobody told them about that yet. I told them about that. So, uh, let's see. In most cases, there were attacks of ineffectual retching, producing violent spasms. Also not great. That's Externally, the body was not very hot to the touch, nor was there any pallor. The skin was rather, red, rather reddish and livid, mm. um, breaking out in small pustules and ulcers. Mm. Like, this is gross. already painting a picture of, like, you got people, like, coughing and sneezing blood everywhere. Yeah. Like, doubled over, trying to throw up, but they can't. Right. And covered in boils. And, and, and... Having seizures, basically. Yeah. This is not a fantastic time to and, be an Athenian. And at a at a rock concert. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. This is all happening like Just your no, neighbors. No, like, no elbow room to do so. Yeah, no. Like, and you try to like do that thing where you shell like <laughs> people are coughing. No, no. It's like covering your mouth isn't going to help. You at do this it point. into someone's mouth. <laughs> yeah, whether you want to or not. Yeah. So, last little bit here. Inside, there was a feeling of burning so that people could not bear the touch of even the lightest linen clothing, but wanted to be completely naked, and indeed most of all would have liked to plunge into cold water. <laughs> so, like, you are burning up. You can't get... you. And this is my nightmare, because, like, I can't stand being hot. <laughs> yeah. And I know I'm not, like... I'm comparing myself to <laughs> Athenians going through the plague. I just, in August... I don't like the heat. Ah, it's just... Know, I could turn... I, I turn the turn. AC up full blast. <laughs> but this is like a situation where, like, you can't get... Like, you can't cool down no matter right. what you try. Yeah. Plus this laundry list of, like, just nightmare. Yeah. Just kill me. And, again, like, spreading like wildfire. Mm. Like, you don't even have a chance to respond. Like, your neighbor gets it, and then you're feeling sick immediately. Jesus. It's like, if, you've had, if you have kids and you send them to daycare, like it's happening to me right now, <laughs> like, first, like, you know, you're like, he, he comes home, and he doesn't do this on purpose, obviously, but he, like, sneezes right in my face, and I'm like, oh, good. I'm sick now. Mm. This is, like, this happening in ancient Athens. Do they say the, 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 the length of time it takes for, like, yeah. contagion? Like, is that? Oh, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. 
So I, uh, I, I'm gathering it's quick. It's uh, well, well, we'll get there. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> before we do that, people are like they're losing their shit. Right. So early rumors, because this happened like right when the Peloponnesians showed up. People, early rumors are obviously like, oh, they poisoned the wells. They poisoned like, the, this is this right, is their doing. Right, right, right. Um, but the thing is, like, they arrived and they thought that because it started in Piraeus, they poisoned the wells around Piraeus, but it's too far to have actually spread into Athens. Mm. So they basically discounted that. <clears throat> so then they obviously turned to oracles. Um, yeah. So obviously somebody remembers that an old prophecy foretold of a plague that would come with a war with the, with the Peloponnesians, <laughs> which is a little bit like convenient. It's like, oh yeah, wait, no, 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 I remember. The, yeah, the, uh, this is this is that prophecy that somebody said. Oh, that, that prophecy. Yeah, they would show oh, up and then there'd be a plague. Out loud. Yeah. What a time we live in. I feel like it's these are uh, apocalyptic times, are they? Yeah. Like basically. a lot of that going around. A lot of that. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like, oh yeah, this is all foretold. Mm. Like this is. Well, like, we deserve this. Yeah. Carry on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Don't forget the sneezing. Oh, <laughs> Uh, and also apparently is known at the time that Sparta had sought the help of the oracle uh, of Apollo at Delphi. Basically, the god, like Apollo, promised to help them. Mm. And that's why the Peloponnesians... Right, so when all this was happening, like, <laughs> Sparta and its allies are outside the city, and they, like, hear all this, like, coughing, and, like, <laughs> they hear all this shit going down, they and they're like... slowly. We're, yeah, 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 basically backing away, like, yeah. Guys. you know what, we'll... Uh, Get it next time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let this play out. <laughs> um, but they're saying that because they sought the help of Apollo and he gave it to them, that's why they got away relatively unfazed. Because they, I guess they didn't get hit by the plague as bad. Right. Badly. So <clears throat> they're saying like, ah, oh, that's they, Apollo's doing. They did get some plague going for uh, They probably got a bit, a bit. Yeah. But like, honestly, like this is the kind of thing where the reason I feel like the reason <laughs> it's so bad in Athens is because you're like. Piled dense, on your neighbor, dense population, and like you can't <clears throat> breathe. You're basically breathing into another person's face constantly. <laughs> Good lord. So anyway, the point is, is that like, so they basically say like, okay, well maybe it's maybe it's divine intervention or not, right. but that doesn't really help us right now no. because we're still suffering from the plague. <laughs> so while this is all going down, and this is kind of is kind of funny and maybe a little bit telling, depending on which way you lean on this kind of thing, but basically they throw religious ceremony to the curb. Like, uh, originally, it's, like, there's a very sacred ceremony for, like, burials and treating the dead. Oh. But, like, within a, like, very short period of time, you're piling bodies on top of each other. You're burning them on a pyre and just, like, throwing on more bodies. Right. And then, like, you're just leaving them on the temple stairs, which is, like, don't even bring them. Just, like, that's good. Yeah. That's good enough. Yeah, we got yeah. that covered. We, we <laughs> and basically, like, again, coming back to Thucydides, he says, in a state of unprecedented lawlessness grips Athens. So that would like probably be an obvious result. Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> like as if tensions aren't already high enough without the plague, where you like you don't have room to think. Yeah. Now you got the plague, and people are like, you know that democracy we just invented? Forget it. Yeah. Every man for himself, basically. I'm going to take a new approach. Yeah. So. Actually, here I'll do a little Greek medicine sidebar because we talked about like every kind of humor and every kind of bile. Yeah, all oh, right. And right. I find this interesting because, so, uh, because there's an interesting kind of dichotomy where like the Greeks were fairly advanced and you ha have like these Greek physicians. In fact, one of the most famous ones, you'll probably recognize the name. So if Pericles was like the foremost general and statements of the statesman of the golden age. Yes. Hippocrates was the foremost physician. And that's where like you get the that's Hippocratic where, Oath yeah, from. Oath, He's like... Uh, 
He's like the father of medicine, basically. So we're we're really at like sort of the. I mean, it's not it's not the dawn like not civilization, sure. but but like the building blocks of much of society are. Yeah. Really, I mean, I guess most people know that, but like ancient Greece is. Yeah, that's like, sort of ground zero. No, it's good that you. Yeah, I totally agree. Where like you always hear about like ah oh, the you know they invented democracy yeah. and like no, but it's like it's not like this abstract like no that's where these ideas were formed. Yeah, like that's like Socrates was like one of the early philosophers, <laughs> and we're not talking like now you say philosophers and the field is like you know thousands of right. academics. Like at the time, it's like Socrates sits down and is like. Eh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's one of the first people to like, yeah, observe, yeah, look within. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you start. Yeah, yeah. That's where you start getting ideas of like, oh, maybe, maybe there's more yeah. than like chasing down your next meal right. and toil, hitting things toil, with toil, and yeah, you know, like what you were saying. Like, this is a time where, like, yes, like background is always constant conflict. Yeah. But you get to a point where people are starting to be like, hey, maybe there's more than running people through with our swords. Maybe there's, <laughs> like, why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. There you go. Um, and medicine. So that's where this comes in. And that's the interesting <laughs> dichotomy because you get to a place where, like, you start getting these relatively advanced notions and techniques in medicine. Right. On this background of, like, oracles and gods and anyway yes, so yes. a little bit about Hippocrates so he basically rejected the notion of disease as divine punishment so like up okay. until this point it's like oh if you're sick then you did something wrong and right. you deserve it because the gods are punishing you now. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a radical and he starts yeah he starts thinking of disease as a malfunction of the body hmm. um, and that's like he's you know like you're getting there you're getting there you're and getting then he's there. like it's a malfunction because it's an imbalance of the humors of which there are four Okay. You got blood, phlegm, yellow bile, and black bile. And if you're sick, it's because there's an imbalance and we got to figure out which one's out of whack. So, okay. So those, it's one of those situations where, like, you see it and you're like, so close. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and probably he's not didn't wrong. want to spend eternity in hell or being <laughs> burned or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can only go so far with your ideas back then. Yeah, no, exactly. But also, like, it's... It, I guess to be fair, from like a scientific perspective, he's not that far. Like he calls it four humors. Like now we might know it as like, um, you know, hormones and like blood and plasma and things yeah. like that. So, but for them, it's like these four things: blood, phlegm, yellow bile, black bile. Maybe that's because those are like the four bodily fluids they've seen. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones they see flying out of people <laughs> the most. So right. it's a good start. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. They, they're on the right path. Yeah. Kudos. And also another fairly modern approach, a lot of his treatments involve diet, rest, exercise, and drugs. Like they'd have very rudimentary kind of like, right. uh, I imagine like even now you can get like valerian root tea for like to help ginseng you sleep. And, ginseng, right. exactly. So he was um, so like he's very much onto something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like to be fair, he's, this is like his philosophy in Athens at this time, people still looked to temples for cures. Mm. So, like, they, for example, you'd go to a temple to recuperate. Um, actually, you'd go to the temple of, uh, I'm going to get this wrong, uh, Esculap. <laughs> uh, Esculap, <laughs> the god of healing. Okay. Um, he's got a name, starts with an A. That's nice. Ends in U.S. Sounds like a... Yeah, I'm not, not going gonna, gonna to ruin it if I say it. But basically, it you basically go there. Yeah, look it up if you're interested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God of healing. Greek God of healing. Yeah. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. <laughs> uh, so basically, you'd go to these temples uh, and you'd 
you go to recuperate, and the hope was that you'd fall asleep there, and the god would visit you in the dream and like cure you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I wonder how many people a like lovely thought. I wonder how many people went there, had a fever dream about the god, and then just died. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a. <laughs> that just sounds like every drunken Saturday. Like, <laughs> yeah. Please, <laughs> please let me feel normal tomorrow. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh, it's, it's like a strange balance of like sophistication, ignorance, and worship. And ignorance, I don't mean in like a like a condescending like willful 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 ignorance. Will Ferrell ignorance. But it's like a, they just didn't know. Well, of course, right? They're, they're doing their best. Exactly. <laughs> so like the doctors, like you've got doctors who observe, predict, and act to cure a lot like modern doctors because mm. they'll get like a body of knowledge where it's like, oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. Um, you still have, but they still know like nothing about how the inner workings of the, like they don't know how a body works, right? I don't think they've, anybody's done like an anatic, anatomical study at this point yet. Was there any kind of surgery back then? Mm. Was it all leeches and prayers? That's a good question. I'm going to say <laughs> leeches. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with leeches and prayers. Okay. I don't know in detail, but. Right. That'd be Probably like, not. Yeah. Probably no. a dumb question. Probably but, not know. a whole lot of brain surgery going on. No. 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 <laughs> or knowledge of what the brain is. Or, yeah. <laughs> or just, yeah. <clears throat> so, basically, still a lot of the population looks to God, gods for the cures. Right. Um, gods, multiple. Multiple, we should specify. I Greek, think this is way before Greek the idea. Pathology. Sure, Maybe sure, some sure. people thought that there were one, but it, by and oh, large, we're talking like... Keep that to yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that will not go well that in Rome. didn't work out for uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> certain people. Worked out well for the lions. <laughs> yeah. Mwah, mwah. Uh. Probably cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, anyway, back to the plague. Mm-hmm. So, um, in addition to the nightmare that uh, Thucydides descri- described, yes. uh, people... Infected by the plague also have like a constant feeling of rest- restlessness and mm. inability to sleep. So Natch. all of that stuff, like coughing, sneezing, blood, retching ineffectually, you're like burning, burning up, you've got boils, you can't sit still, you're surrounded by people, but you can't sit still, and you can't sleep. Right. Which is a given, but Okay. We'll add yeah. that to the laundry list. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I just, yeah. Um, so he said here, again, I've got another quote. There was some there was some strength left on the seventh or eighth day, and this goes back to how long it takes. There was okay. some strength left on the seventh or eighth day, which was the time when, in most cases, death came for the, from the internal fever. Okay. So, like, it's not like you get this and you're dead tomorrow. You're talking, like, a week, at least. Okay. Which... You got a week... But even on your deathbed, you're not completely incapacitated. Right. You you're just like, kind of burn from <clears throat> the inside. Exactly. Oh, so that restlessness. Fun. Jesus. Like, seriously. Like, full seven days of, like, suffering. At least if it was, like, something. I guess I don't know the timeline of something like Ebola, but I feel like it's quicker. There, there have oh, been things know. that are quicker. Like, there's people, I think, we'll probably talk about this at some point. Like, the, I think the Black Plague went, like, pretty fast. Okay. Like, maybe a couple days. But this is, Jeez. like, you're, like, sne- coughing and sneezing blood and feeling awful for, like, a week. <laughs> and <clears throat> what about um, gestation? Like, let's say I cough on you. Yeah. At what point are you going to start feeling it? That's a good question. Never, I don't, I don't really th- they didn't really, they didn't really okay. talk about that, and maybe, I'm not I sure. I mean, if, obviously not long, but. Yeah. Like days, hours. 
Yeah, I'm not sure, but okay. the fact that uh, they say that it spreads like wildfire <coughs> makes me think. Right. Quick. Quickly. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, but the good news is, if you manage to live past the eighth day, you were in the clear. You got over it? No. No. You, <laughs> you die of violent ulceration and uncontrollable diarrhea. <laughs> oh. What is ulceration? Uh, That's r- like uh, holes in your stomach. <laughs> oh, fucking. Like, okay. just... Just, and again, like human. This isn't this isn't like laughing at misfortune. It's laughing at almost the absurdity of like yeah. what else can happen to you. It's laughing at the fact that <laughs> you know probably had a hangnail. This one, like ow, and complaining about that. Yeah, like we don't have problems. No, no, <laughs> no, absolutely. I've got a cold right now, and I guarantee I've been a bigger baby about it than right. probably a lot of these people yeah. were about having the plague. And all this just makes me feel like a, a, a wimp. Yeah, and a, basically. And a, a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so there were some cases, it wasn't like 100% mortality, so if you managed to survive, you were immune to further attacks, <clears throat> which means that it was probably something viral. Okay. As I imagine a lot of plagues are. Right, right. I feel dumb for saying that in retrospect. No. But basically, it's like when you get the flu, you're not going to get that flu again. No. You might get another You're in the clear, flu, yeah, for a bit. So some people did... Some people got over it, yeah. ...through it, like probably the healthiest, youngest... Yeah, firm, you yeah. Know. yeah. Well, okay. actually, that's... We'll come back to that, too, but probably that was a big proportion of them. Right. So... The old and the young were... Downside screwed. is you're left horribly scarred. Right. Usually fingers and toes and genitals. Okay. Not the... Fingers and toes, you can kind of like, yeah, what is it? Mm. Genitals suck. Yeah, That's kill me. No two ways about it. <laughs> uh, and you can also expect blindness and temporary amnesia. <laughs> Jeez. I guess the amnesia might be kind of like, might be a bit of a blessing where it's like, what? <laughs> what happened to me? Yeah. Uh, probably best not to remember. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what you weren't doing for eight days. <laughs> Sneezing blood. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, uh, there was no effective treatment. Okay. So for all the relative modernity of Hippocrates, pretty much nothing could be done to stop the plague. Yeah. Um, and this kind of goes to what you were saying. It seems like like strong, weak, young, old, they were all basically ravaged by it. Right. <clears throat> so to a certain extent, I imagine like young people probably did better. Yeah. Um, than like somebody a little bit older or weaker. Someone super old, like 40. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> um. So, and you'd have, like, some treatments that would help some people, um, but they were, like, ineffectual or even harmful to other people. So it's like, you can't, (laughs) basically can't win. It got to the point where physicians were actually afraid to visit patients because they'd basically just get the plague and die, right? (laughs) Come on. But again, that kind of, that totally makes sense. Like, we live in a time now where, like, you know, doctors, like, we know about things like immunity and, like... You know, doctors maybe yeah. get sick less often because they just encounter all this stuff, and yeah. they got sick once, and now they're immune to it. Yeah. And plus, we have antibiotics, and we know about sterilization, and allergies, uh, and allergies, and we just know everything. Uh, we know well, everything. No, we don't know everything, <laughs> but we know a lot more. Like we know how to keep things clean, right? So yes. now, doctors, there's no risk of like, you know, people aren't backing away from the medical profession because they don't want to get sick. Right. But at this time, it's just like a doctor is just someone who's interested in medicine and has a certain ability, and but just. Throwing shit at the wall, seeing what sticks. Probably literally in some cases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they don't know about like hand washing, right? So right. like you go in and you're like, oh yeah, you've got the plague. And now I do too. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. There's germs. What are those? Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. So basically you'd have entire households just wiped out by the plague because nobody wants to go near them. 
Sure. Which I if, wouldn't. You know. Um, although you know, like like I said, odds are even if people went in to see them, like there'd just be one other person that died along with them. Or they just like saw your arm off just to see. Yeah. Basically. Maybe this will work. <laughs> nope, didn't help. Bunch of loons. Plus, I've got the plague now. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Got the plague in my stump. Um, right, yeah, so it's basically like a waking nightmare at this point. And, like, when it gets yes. started, like, the Peloponnesian, Sparta's, they've pulled, they pull away eventually, but for, don't forget that, like, at the beginning of this, they're still there. And it's <laughs> so fighting it's, season. Once people, <laughs> it's fighting season. <laughs> it's Greek fighting time. Yeah. Um... But basically, like, you've got that army outside, so, like, people start getting sick, and you can't, like, you can't run anywhere. Like, you're inside the walls, and if you run outside, you're going to oh, get killed by a Spartan. Right. right. So, like, that when it gets started, that's, like, you Siege well, time. Yeah. Um, so everybody's stacked inside in poorly ventilated huts. Mm-hmm. Uh, bodies are piling up because there's nowhere to put them. Right. Um, Thucydides again. The bodies of the dying were heaped one on top of the other, one half, or sorry, they're heaped one on top of the other, and half-dead creatures could be seen staggering about in the streets or flocking around the fountains in their desire for water. God. That was another thing. Like, unquen- unquenchable thirst is another thing. Okay. Like, on top of... God. Add that one on top. Yeah. And it even got to the point where, like, scavenging birds and dogs learned to steer clear of bodies because they just oh. saw other dogs <laughs> and birds dying. Right. So they're like, we'll, we'll go somewhere else. Wow. Like, forget Athens for a while. <laughs> And I feel like when a, when a dog learns not to eat something, it's like... <laughs> you know something's up. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a dog. Well, we both have dogs, and I'm sure they we both do. eat everything. So, uh, like, if, if it would take something my dog extreme... to learn a lesson, like, yeah, it would take something <laughs> monumental. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> the Athenian plague. Yeah. Say. <laughs> so here's, uh... Remember Pericles? Yeah. Elder so, statesman. So, uh, he comes back. Okay. <laughs> He's been raiding Peloponnesus this whole time. Okay. So I always, I kind of have this image of him like sailing back on his boats and being like, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> God, I leave for, how long is he gone for? <laughs> well, I guess uh, probably like, uh, it takes a while, I'd say like six months, months as a guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're still in, we're still in 430. BC. Right. It's, yeah. So like. Not a long time. Hasn't been a year yet, but he's like, he comes back and he's like, wow. Jeez. All right. Like, well, you know, when your parents come back and they told you not to throw a party, but you threw a party. This is like the ultimate trashed house. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if there was music playing, you'd get one of those like. Brrr. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you wouldn't because the plague just keeps going. That's right. Um, so. Uh, they, so right, the Peloponnesians, they've, they've left at this point. So mm. he just comes back to his city being ravaged by the plague. Okay. Um, so and here's something nice of them. Uh, they decide to skip the war next year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Uh, those it's su- Spartans. It's such a, Bunch like, of softies. sign of the time, though. Like. Right. It's just, that, that enters into their, like, their reckoning is, like, uh, so this, I guess there's a plague in Athens, so maybe yeah. we should skip the war next year, but we'll probably go back the year after. Yeah. Might as well. It, it is fighting season. Yeah, what else are we you have that do? whole plague. Yeah. We'll let you deal with that. Yeah. We'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, well, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably self-serving too, because yeah. they don't want to get it. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, that's, kind of benefits everybody. <laughs> everyone <laughs> Mostly wins. them. Every, except the <clears throat> Athenians. Athenians are just losing this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. But they basically, they come back in 428 
when everything's okay. 428. Yeah. They give it a few years. So basically things kind of like, things seem to die down a little bit with the plague at this point because like they come back in 428 when the plague has kind of gone away. Comes back, the plague does, Jeez. in 427 and sticks around for another year before finally going away. So it shows up just like ruins everyone's right. everything. Like and a, then just kind of like disappears for a little while for people to be long enough. It kind of disappears. Well, it just it goes away. Like it, it, it just sort of yeah. burned through everything it can burn through. I guess so. But and then it's present. Yeah. Everyone okay. goes back to life as usual and then hits them again and sticks oh. around for a year. <laughs> so like everyone's just gone through this nightmare and now we're gonna go through it again. All right. Um but then it finally like finally dies out and they don't see it again. Okay. Um, so all told, I think the uh, the approximate counts were ninety thousand of the three hundred and fifteen thousand people living in in Attica died from the plague. Okay. So if you want to do the math on that, that's about a bunch of people. That's yep. Almost a third of the people. Yeah. Died of the plague. You got that right. Um, and and not to mention. Sur- survivors being maimed and oh, blind yeah. and yeah, it's not well. No, it's not a good situation. Probably death would be preferable yeah. for many. Yeah, many a. Uh, because you're alive, but odds are nobody you knew is anymore. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> that just yeah. But again, back then, is that really a concern? Like, <laughs> is oh, that yeah right? I mean, it's just yeah. Away she goes. That's it's a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so. Basically, we still don't know what the plague actually was. Mm. Um, and, I mean, odds are it doesn't even exist anymore. Right. Like, it uh, could have been something like Ebola, but it could have also been, like, the flu that we've destroyed with medicine by right. now. Right, um, So, really not clear what it was. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, basically, it, it, just, it, just, it just vanishes. Right. Um, and with it, actually, I'll do a little, ep- like, a little epilogue about Pericles. Okay. Um, so basically, obviously, in 4.30 when this thing first hits, everybody's kind of pissed off, and they're looking to, like, point their anger at someone, and right. it lands on Pericles. And they basically throw him out of government in 4.30. Oh, like, okay. At the end of that year, they're like, <clears throat> like, this plague sucks, so, and we and we hate you for it. Because mm-hmm. you're you, in charge. You gotta hate someone. So, they throw resign. Him out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, by the end of 429, they put him back in power because they realize they don't have anyone better to rule. <laughs> no one's as smart as you. <laughs> I didn't think this through. Basically, like, they just kind of oust him, and they're like, yeah, what do we do now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we so, should go ask Par- Oh, no. Yeah, no, he's, he's, okay, out. Okay, no so. he's out. No, he's out. What did he usually do? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we should get him back. We should get him back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, this is embarrassing. Problem is, at that point, when they bring him back, he'd already lost his sister and two sons hmm. to the plague. To the plague. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, like, by the end, by, before 429 was done, he died probably From of the plague. the plague. <laughs> okay. Um, and <laughs> just to end on, like, a bummer. Sure. Um, basically, his death marks the end of the golden age that we were talking about. <clears throat> so, like, this plague, and this is what we were saying at the beginning... The whole thing that got me interested in disasters is that you'd have disasters like this that kind of mark the end of an era, mm-hmm. where it's like everything's going great until nature throws a plague in your face <laughs> yeah. that wipes out a third of your population, like throws away like Pericles, one of the you know great 
Athenian leaders. Right. And then by 404 BC, Athens was finally defeated by Sparta. 404. Yeah. Okay. So 30 years Took later. a few years of plague to... Yeah, it took, took a little... Soften like, them up? <laughs> basically. <laughs> Plague's like, I loosened it for you. Oh, Sparta. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> but yeah, yeah most of the work. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's basically the Athenian plague. Sounds wow. like a friggin' nightmare. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. It, it's unimaginable. No. Like, living through something like that. Again, it's just like trying to put yourself in the mindset of someone back then. I mean, it, I think you'd be hard-pressed to do that with someone in the 50s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> yeah. just to relate. Oh, like, sure. Obviously, you could carry on a conversation, but it would be so weird. Yeah. And just the further back, it just becomes more and more disassociated. Yeah, and I, I think a lot about, uh, after reading this, I was thinking, like, you know, like, we still get plagues and diseases and Ebola outbreaks. Oh, yeah. Um, and... But I think the main, the big difference here is, and like not to, uh, not to downplay the severity of what happens um, or even like where they happen, but the big difference is that at the time you get this plague that hits Athens, which is like, it'd be like a plague hitting New York City yeah, at exactly. this point. Where like, again, not to, not to like belittle the people that go through an awful thing like an Ebola outbreak, right. but it's, it's happening in places that are a little less developed that don't have the resources yeah, of, of like in New York City <clears throat> to crush yeah. it immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like this is at the time in 430 BC, this is like the pinnacle of yeah. society. Society at its most advanced. Just gets wiped out by the plague. <clears throat> yeah. And that's the big thing that like I can't wrap my head around. Yeah. It would be the equivalent of like you said, like yeah. just our or just like, oh, the perfect little bubble being popped. Yeah, like uh, like the plague ravages Ottawa and Canada doesn't have a government anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Just yeah. total, total downfall. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's the Athenian plague and that's... That is a disaster. That's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so now maybe we can move on to the music that, that okay. makes us listen to. Um, yeah. Do you want to go first? Should I go first? Um, I don't mind going first. Okay. So I was trying to think of, uh, at first I was, I was being kind of literal and trying to think of something. Well, well, first of all, like leading up to this podcast, we, we sort of joked about, God, all our picks are going to be metal. (laughs) We should mention that like we come from a place, I don't know if this is the point or not, but we both listen to like pretty, we prefer heavy. We like our heavy music. Heavy music. We like all kinds of music, but you know, we kind of, we kind of go there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but with dark grotesque subject matter mm. such as the Athenian plague mm. for example it's sort of a knee jerk to be like well it should be something you know dark and messed up so uh, I think we both picked uh, black metal <laughs> yeah. this time yeah. Uh, so yeah I was I, I, I went initially thought I'd go kind of literal and look and think of something Greek right. um, and I was gonna pick something by this band called Rotting Christ, okay. who's uh, a black metal band from Greece, started in the '80s, and um, kind of of their region, uh, uh, one of the uh, the pioneers. And actually, read that uh, Euronymous was sort of scouting them to release their stuff on Death Like Silence, oh, awesome. his label, before he was murdered. Right. So that put a stop to that. But <laughs> I, I don't really know much about their... I, I've never really heard them, I, and I listen to a bit. It's kind of cool, but, you know, it's not really... It doesn't mean much to me. I'm just aware of them. Right. 
So my pick is um, that band Sun or Sunno, uh, Drone Doom Duo from Seattle. Uh, they have an album called Black One, yeah. which is one of my favorite albums, and it's so weird and messed up, and it's it is black. They're not a black metal band, but that is, that album is very much. I would call it a black metal album. It's more like the idea of black metal put through their sort of uh, avant-garde experimental right. approach to music. So the last song on the album is called Bathory Erzabet. Probably saying that wrong, but right. um, it's a 16-minute track. So maybe we we'll just play a portion of yeah, it. Yeah, maybe but we'll I, do that. <laughs> but what you really want is um, they got vocals by this uh, this American uh, black metal artist called Malefic. Mm-hmm. And what they did is they put him in a casket and they <laughs> mic'd it from... I'm pretty sure they mic'd the outside of it. Okay. So it is pr- basically the sound of the buried alive doing vocals from, like, beyond the grave. It's oh, man. really, really crazy and unsettling. It sounds weird wow so it's super cool and it's very dark and um yeah it just sounds like the apocalypse that is such a so that is awesome seems suitable (laughs) so yeah (laughs) long song but all you want to do is get a portion of that vocal and yeah you're good to go sweet um so mine i went a little bit more uh maybe a bit more on the nose in some respects okay i think i've talked to you about this band before at least the song choice uh it's so I went with a band called A Feather and Bone. Yep, I probably mentioned them a few times. I don't know if you ever got around to listening. Checked them out a yeah, little yeah. bit. So they were formed in 2012 from Denver, Colorado. Right. Turns out a lot of good black metal and death metal from Denver, Colorado. Denver. I always okay. considered them black metal, but they list themselves as death metal. Okay. Mm. I always struggle with Fine that. line. I, I struggle with that <laughs> distinction. I guess it's the vocals. Vocals, the riffs, and you know, just a yeah. lot of a lot of real uh, nitpicks, right? You could say, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, three dudes from Denver, Colorado. They started off as a hardcore punk band too, okay. which I thought was kind of interesting to learn because uh, yeah, like listening to them, I, I don't know, I don't really pick up the punk, the hardcore punk roots necessarily, but right. anyway. Um, so they kind of morphed into a black death metal band. Right. Uh, they're on P- Profound Lore Records. Um, so I picked the song Repulsive Obscurity mm-hmm. off their latest album, Bestial Hymns of Perversion. Okay. Um, I kind of picked it because the way, just the way it starts, they kind of do this like unsettling, and maybe you'll hear it if we play it. Uh, they do this unsettling kind of mix of sounds, and they have like these flies buzzing. And it's just okay. like one of these, you listen to it, and you're like, this kind of like gives me the same kind of feeling that I imagine you might get if you were standing at Athens surrounded <laughs> by these piles of corpses yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like these shambling wretches of human beings <laughs> and like these skinny dogs that are avoiding everything and, right. like, um, and then like once the music starts you get like this frantic like surprise surprise blast beat but like mm. it's such like the pace uh, and the way that it, they just like attack the song reminded me of sort of um uh, like the the restless kind of like thrashing around that we talked about being one of the symptoms of this plague, like just like oh, right. couldn't get comfortable, chill, sure, sure. Um Anyway, I thought that that sort of like really hit the nail on the head yeah, for me. That sounds good. So it's it's solid. If you have if you haven't checked them out, check them out. I gotta check them out more. Yeah, yeah. you people at home check them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's basically uh, that's that's all we had. Um, that's the Plague of Athens, and we're gonna do a lot more like this one. Um, we're gonna jump all over. It's not all gonna be ancient uh, ancient Greece. We got some more modern things. Like I said, the book ends in eighty nine, so not too modern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you don't want to have it too fresh, right? Yeah, that's probably a good thing. But I can tell you that next time, next time we're gonna be talking about a plane that crashes into a New York City landmark, and it's not the one that you're thinking about. Because it's before 1989. Because it's before 1989. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's what's going to be up next time. And this has been a disaster. <laughs>